We should make a children's song about TCPIP. Like, uh, can we have an explaining engineering concepts to children? Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we can. <laughs> this is going to be a, a like a bit we add to... What, is, what does TCPIP stand for again? Uh, Transfer Twisted. Control Protocol and Internet Protocol. Ah. Uh-huh. Transfer Control. Do, do, do. Protocol. <laughs> and then you, we're just like throwing like headers and messages like back and forth to each other. Well, and then so, all of a sudden somebody runs up and goes like, bah! And that's like when uh, a packet's lost. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, like, the packet loss is when is like somebody's talking and someone else just like yells over top of them. And you're like, <laughs> I didn't understand what you said. It's like, good thing we have a protocol. Can uh, you God. say that again? <laughs> bah, 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 bah. <laughs> All right, we Here's need to stop header. podcasting. <laughs> we need a children's TV show, guys. This is explained like I'm five, only it's explained like I'm two. And yes. It's, yep. it, everything is to, the, is to the same tune. Yeah. There have to be dancing no. dogs. That's what I've learned about kids' TV. Dancing dogs. If there are dancing dogs, and everything is great. Can they be robot dogs? I bet you mm. you could pick up an As long I- as they look like a dog. Can you pick up an Ibo for like super cheap now? Maybe. I mean, like they're ancient, so they're probably cheap. Hmm. Um, That's not always the case. <laughs> are we recording? Yeah. Okay. I sure am. On the subject of robot dogs, we should have... Ooh. <laughs> 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 it seems like a reasonable segue. Um, we're back. Yeah, we're making a podcast. And Yay. we're all here today. I'm I should actually probably nervous apolog- about it. Oh, really? it's so Well, it's been so long since I've recorded a podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. It's... I'm supposed to record my end, right? Yes. Yes. Hopefully, we are doing this right. We've only been doing this for how long? A long time. Almost two years. Yeah, because yeah. our Halloween episode was like right at the beginning. Yeah. And we're approaching Halloween again. Yeah. No, I uh, I should probably apologize for last week when we didn't record because I disappeared. And then we didn't record because I was gone. Yeah. <laughs> it no. was one of those things where I disappeared and then we were like, oh, crap, we were supposed to record a podcast, but Pete's gone. And then I came back and it was too late. Yeah. That's okay. We're the, the podcast is rapidly becoming a when we have time podcast. Yep. Yeah. L- life is getting more complicated. If you would like more regular and higher frequency podcasts from us, you can give us money. I'm not sure how. If you if you express an interest in giving us money, we'll figure out a way for it to happen. Well, we can do like uh, Patreon has a like per uh, like per creation. Oh, that's a thing. terrible idea. Well, no, but uh, well, I, th- I think it's. <laughs> Like, as opposed to, like, because if people give us money on a monthly basis, I would feel bad yeah, if too. we, like, failed to make a podcast. Oh, yeah. But if it was, like, on a per-creation basis, it'd be, like, every time we make a podcast, we get, like, a dollar from some guy. Yeah. I'd do a podcast for a dollar. Considering I'm doing a podcast for no dollars. It's true. One dollar is an improvement. We were going to do t-shirts once, and then, again, life got in the way. Yeah. I still think about that. Every, I, almost. I still want t-shirts. I still want t-shirts, too. We'll make t-shirts. It might happen eventually. But... If you, like, I'm genuinely curious, if you would be willing to, like, give us a dollar per podcast, yeah, let us know, because, like, we'll set up a Patreon if it's worth the effort. But if I'm going to set up a Patreon just to find out that nobody wants to give us money, that'd be worse than not having a Patreon. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> An empty Patreon is worse than no Patreon. I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Let us know, because uh, right now... Well, don't let us know because people don't generally let us know. You can like, I don't know. I wish we had just a simple thing like go and press a button somewhere. We don't have like an upvote for this idea. Can we put a poll on Facebook? Yes. Why don't we do that? Okay. Maybe someone would say it. Of course, it'd be like my wife will come and be like, yeah, I'll give you a dollar. 
And we're like, well, that that's helpful. That's my left hand giving my right hand a dollar. Um, anyway, um, yes, robot dogs. Yeah, robot dogs. Apparently, we're well. I, see, I was going to say, like, robot dogs going to, like, robot dog, Ooh, like, races. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Not or dog something. fights. Well, That's, I wanted to not yeah, go to dog fights because yeah. dog no, fighting not is... Dog fighting. No, not dog fights. <laughs> Although... Hmm. <laughs> no, no, Simon. <laughs> well, okay, hear, hear me out here. Given that dog fighting is a thing, and it's a horrible thing, wouldn't robot dog fighting be better than regular dog fighting yes, at but least? You know, what, you know what's also a thing? Mm-hmm. Puppy Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it is sure it? is. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. How did I not know this is a thing? I don't know. I don't know why it's I do know great. it's a thing. <laughs> it runs the entire length of the actual Super Bowl. Yeah. It, I'd say it's better than the real Super Bowl. Um, oh, that's my it. personal opinion. That's amazing. Um, okay. We should introduce our topic for the week at some point. <laughs> hey, welcome to How Do You Engineer? We've been, how long starting this podcast? Five now? minutes. Nice. <laughs> um, today, we're not talking about donuts. Yeah, so today, we're going to continue to talk about the news, because that seems to be our inspiration recently. Yeah. And the news is... Good. Giant robots are mm-hmm. going to fight for our entertainment. Or have already fought? They, have already, have already fought. It's over. Okay. I, I, I read the article that was in the past talking about how in the future robots were going to fight. But the disappointing thing it. for me was that they were going to live broadcast it and then release it on YouTube as a recording. And I was like, that's cool. And then I read the article and they're like, it was recorded over a series of days. And I'm like, oh. So it was really slow. Because in the YouTube broadcast, you're like, this is really slow. Mm. And apparently it was like actually days long that. of recording and then editing the whole thing together. But well, anyway. yeah, because they they had to accommodate like fixing robots and and stuff like that. Like they needed time to do tech stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not just throwing robots in the ring one after the other. Robots expensive. I mean, yeah. I mean that's kind of what I want it to be though. Like ultimately, in if the future, if yeah. So let's talk about uh, in the past first. Well, first, let's talk. Let's start with the topic for today, which is okay. Using technology to augment or supplement entertainment and sport. Sure. Which is basically entertainment. Sports is not really different than entertainment. Although I guess... That's a debate that you could open and would probably get heated responses from sports people. Okay, so if if sports wasn't for entertainment, then they would never broadcast it. True, but they would still be sports. That's true. Okay, so for entertainment and sports. Yeah. yeah. What is the sound of sports being played in the forest (laughs) when no one is listening? (laughs) <laughs> a, a single a single woman hitting a volleyball <laughs> that's um, so depressing <laughs> no it's it's the sound of uh of ricky waisaki doing putting practice yeah she goes ching, ching. <laughs> no one's gonna get that no one's gonna get that anyway um okay so i this so this is a thing that's been around i mean there used to be battle bots yeah mm-hmm. that was awesome and robot wars or is that the same thing? Yes. And like junkyard wars, I would also consider to be like technology for. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. We, we, we got to draw a line around this. Does this include like motorsport? No, but okay. it doesn't include drone racing. Well, okay. So what's the difference between like motor, like what's the difference between destruction, like destructo derby and giant robot fights? What's destructo derby? Or like uh, demolition derby, like where a bunch of people buy old crappy cars and then drive them around and crash into each other until only one person can still drive. I think it has to be using technology that is from this decade. 
Okay. So an electric car destruction derby would be Oh yeah. would meet your requirements. Game on. Yeah. <laughs> See for for me I'd have to say it was built for that like intention built for that purpose in mind. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Cars weren't built to be driven into each other repeatedly until one of them <laughs> collapsed. Weren't they? Were they? Okay, yeah, I can, I can believe that. Yeah, so, I can get behind that. So if, you, so if you had a demolition derby in which people custom-built cars for the demolition derby, that would meet your requirements? That's Robot Wars. That that would meet my requirements, yes. Okay. And that is Robot Wars. They're All just right. small cars. They just happen to be able to... Oh, well, yeah, I guess they don't... They, do either of them actually... No, they don't walk. They're just, they're just sort of vi- vaguely humanoid with tracks. And the, the, old, the original one was just like the basically cubic things with wheels. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, so if we're looking at robot wars the the tv yeah, show that, exactly that was just little like it was basically rc cars with like hammers and flamethrowers attached mm-hmm. to them yeah so yeah i guess that's not far off of like if you built it you writ that large and made it into like full-size cars yeah and then put giant hammers i mean that would be I would horrifying because someone like someone would inevitably die in a horrifying way if, they, if you could make remote controlled cars with flamethrowers and hammers and chainsaws and stuff on them and drive them into each other and try to fight oh, it's I'd, like i'd full, be totally into that full-sized rc d- demo yeah. derby yeah actually that oh, would be cool. awesome i would i would totally watch that <laughs> yeah and you wouldn't Sounds have to, dangerous. you wouldn't have to like limit so this is this is the thing we're hitting one of the first things we can hit on that was that was kind of disappointing about the premise of the giant robot fight was that because they're not because they're mecha suits not giant robots Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they have to be limited in their destructive capability by the fact that they can't kill the guy inside the mecha suit yeah Yeah. um they're also limited by the fact that it's probably to do with budget because they're not like funded i don't think i think it was the teams built them themselves they're real like slow and plotting and i'm gonna punch you now like it's because it's all hydraulic so it's like yeah. it, and that there was i think the article we were reading that we'll put in the show notes had something talking about how like they weren't necessarily custom designed to be like destructive battle high-priced robots like they mm. were made with off-the-shelf mm-hmm. components they were made on a budget and a timeline and so they basically used what they could get their hands on and because of that they're they're, they're a little bit lacking luster Okay, so mm-hmm. part of the reason why that battle was so slow is because part of the premise was that it was giant robot fights. Yeah. So would it be more entertaining if it was faster but smaller? Because you could do it a lot. Like that part. That of the, was what Robot Wars was. Exactly. But that got canceled. Yeah, but it ran for That's quite true. a while. I, get, I think my ultimate question for the episode today is how do you create a technologically driven sport or a spectacle that is actually popular because robot wars was popular but then it went away and never came back Hmm. this i don't think is going to take off as much as they'd like it to because based on the first episode like if they can make it a little bit more exciting that'd be good but the first episode like i'm a robotics engineer and i was like it's pretty lame yeah and like like drone racing is really cool is really fun to watch but it's also kind of boring to watch and i don't think anyone ever you correct me if i'm wrong I don't think anyone really watches it mm. unless I, they're already into drone racing, like which is the same of a lot of sports. I mean, like until I got into disc golf, which Simon referenced earlier, I would never have watched disc golf. So okay, that, so that's, it, it's a it's a niche thing, probably. But well, it's probably one of the things. Okay, so there are two two things I'd like to pull out of what you just said. One of which is that like you get into a sport and then you want to watch that sport. So yeah. I would think that step one would be creating a sport which is. Uh, amateur accessible 
Um, okay. So something where you could like, if if you're gonna have like robot wars, you also have to have like back alley street robot wars. Yeah. Where like I'm Joe Blow, I can I can build a robot and fight it against you my neighbors. You need to be able to robot. buy a mecha suit at Walmart and yeah. play with it with no. your friends. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, or something along the, along the lines <laughs> of like you need to have a like for drone racing to become popular racing drones have to be accessible enough that people could be like, okay, I've got like yeah. 30 bucks. I can safely like get into drone racing. And, and weirdly enough, I feel like a lot of that comes down to like community based uh, public works. Like mm-hmm. if that makes any sense, like a lot of times sports at an amateur level are driven by what is accessible to free by the public, like soccer fields and football fields and um, like, disc golf ranges and like all sorts of stuff where people can go and try stuff and like play with it themselves like hockey rinks well so the other thing we're missing in terms of skate parks stuff like that like we don't have anywhere for you to go and drone race Mm -hmm. not safely like the the, the, yeah you could drone race like through your sub development but that's not yeah yeah. you could drone race a lot of places (laughs) anywhere yeah it's not explicitly illegal in most places but it'd be really neat if like cities or towns had like here's the drone racing park and you can bring your drone racer and go drone racing yeah i i think that you need you need a groundswell um and that's only going to happen when it's accessible enough that a bunch of people can get together and be like hey we're going to make a drone racing league well i mean the first step i guess would be like you said, it's back alley. Like they build, they build soccer parks because people play soccer in the street otherwise. And they build skate parks because people skate on public property otherwise. Like they, they build these places so it's a safe and controlled place for people to go to do that sport. Yeah. So if enough mm-hmm. people robot fight in back alleys, they'll build a robot fighting rink. <laughs> yeah. There's also, okay, there's, there's also the issue. <laughs> the weirdest thing. Well, no, I think there's, there's also the issue that we, okay, most of these sports, at least most of the current ones that involve technology, are very destructive. Either explicitly, like Robot Wars was, you were explicitly trying to disable and destroy the other robot, or drone racing, where people regularly like rack up two thousand dollar bills at a single race because they destroy mm-hmm. a radio module or they destroy. But okay, so what about this? Remember, um, oh God, what's the uh, Pixar movie with the the kid? Big Hero the, Six. Yeah, Big Hero Six. The illegal gambling-based robot fighting. Yeah. But they, they, they conveniently don't explain how he affords to build, like, a micro-robot. Well, it's explained in that it's the future. And things are cheap. <laughs> he can, yeah. like, he can 3D print in his house, like, micro-robots that interact with each other. Like, well, I mean, but- also his brother's an engineer, so he could have stolen stuff from his brother. But either way, like, the gambling part would finance a lot of it, which is, I think... <laughs> part of it but either way the well even if it wasn't even if it wasn't gambling it was it was a thing of like hey look i can <laughs> this is so 90s but like i'm picturing like street like like um uh b-boying yeah like, like put down a linoleum throw, floor yeah throw, throw, <laughs> throw down some cardboard and like uh, like I, th- that, that kind of thing like it's it's it's, it's a rep based thing like i'm yeah. the i'm the best robot fighter in this hood kind of thing um, oh, that was a great sentence, Simon. Thank you. <laughs> um, um, like, like I, I, I want, yeah. I want it to be like breakdancing. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're in the street and you're like step up and be like instead of a fist fight, you have a robot battle. Oh no! I want, I want, 
I want to live in the world of Pokemon only with robots. <laughs> to say it sounds like Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> you lock eyes with someone and it's like, well, now we have to have a robot battle. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, um, that was always the promise of Pogs. I, oh, yeah. Like, just throw down or, like, um, uh, for for the younger listeners, Beyblades, I guess. Anyway, Beyblades um, was my, my other, generation. My other question was, um, which we're sort of touched on a little bit, what is the next... Um, tech-based entertainment slash sport that you could try that would be fun. We already talked a little bit about like how you would uh, make it popular, or like robotic puppy oh, Super yeah. Bowl. But like, what's the well, I, what's like, the next thing that we could take from technology and engineering and make into well, a I'm, sport or an entertainment spectacle? So I'm wondering if like racing, but like autonomous racing. Ooh, like because again, wouldn't that I feel like it would get a bit boring unless unless there's a well, lot people, of crashing. But people go like people still go and watch like dog races and bet on them, and there's really nothing interesting. It's just a bunch of dogs running in a circle. The betting part's interesting. That's not the game; it's the gambling. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I'm saying so. You, so you do that only with like robot dogs. I mean, you could do that with like the DARPA stuff. You could bet on like what bipedal robot's gonna fall over first and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. And like, and, and like you have teams. So like part of what I think if you want to build people's interest in a sport and the sport to be successful, people have to be invested in the outcome. And like, I don't think that BattleBots was ever around long enough or the teams were ever consistent enough for people to really get behind a team and be like, yeah, but like esports, if we look at that, um, as if we look at like robot or whatever our technology based sports as an extension of esports, yeah, they are huge in certain circles, and the teams are consistent enough, and they're nationalistic, which helps as well. Yes, that mm-hmm. would also be a big thing if you could make it. Um, if you could make it a, a battle between countries mm-hmm. and you get national like uh, reputation on the line, yeah, or universities make it like an intramural thing. Well, I mean, if you've already kind of got that with like things like first. Exactly. I was thinking yeah. about first. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if we let people bet on first, then you could probably make it huge. <laughs> <laughs> or bring first out of high school and bring it into university, and then bring it into like neighborhoods where like your your town builds a robot and fights against the next town's robot. But it needs again. It, it can't. It can't be the same format because it can't be like a field you have to set up to do stuff, and it has to be more ad hoc. Like there has to be a game you can do with robots like first robots that's portable. Like it's it's always played with a basketball and it's always played with the same hoops and you can buy them at Walmart. Well, and you just build your robot. Like that's what I'm. That's why I'm thinking that something like a racing uh, model where all it'd be is like beacon to beacon racing or something. Mm-hmm. And like it could be it could be on the ground, it could be in the air, it could be any number of things. And then you bring in the battle side. It could be like uh, the chariot racing, like like mi- mildly contact allowed yeah. racing, yeah, kind of like thing. Uh, like NASCAR. Yeah, people like NASCAR. There are NASCAR they people. Love yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. Well, a certain yeah, a certain type NASCAR people love NASCAR, and that's that's the important thing. Is like whatever we come up with would is highly unlikely in the immediate future to be well. Even even the most popular sports are not universally autonomous. NASCAR is a really awesome idea. It wouldn't even be that difficult, really. Like or or it would come down to they at that to point turn become, left. Like it's not there's not a lot of autonomy there. Well, it become it becomes an AI yeah. uh, competition at that point. If yeah. you if you if no, it you com- could do it with cascading controllers, you don't even need AI. No, but as, well, that's what I'm saying. But then then the competition is is your cascading controller as good as the next guy's AI or yeah. the next guy's? Yeah. That's super cool. Because because the okay, so stock car racing is actually a really good example 
for that because part of the reason that I think that technologically based competitions are not popular on a world scale is that it's pay to win. Yeah. Like whoever yep. has whoever has DARPA behind them gets the best robot and it wins the robot race. So something like stock car where it's like you have to take regular there are regulations. Yeah. yeah, there are a huge number of regulations. And if basically you you said, here is your everyone gets a Google car and a toolkit for programming a Google car. And then we have a Google car destruction derby. Or everyone gets a golf cart. Like it doesn't have to be, even be a Google cart. Well, I, like I, w- I would almost say that at that point you take it a step up where you regulate everything up to like the physical control. Because okay. in your scenario, it becomes professional. Like at that point, you you're having to franchise and advertise to make get funding to build your robot right, autonomous right. car and stuff like that. Okay, so but if if we if we design something that is like a golf cart, um, mm-hmm. like a golf cart cost. Yep. But we build it from the ground up intentionally to be an autonomous vehicle. Do you, and, aug- do you hmm. augment it like they did with the robot battle where it is NASCAR, but also you can have like, 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 like Mad Max NASCAR? Blades coming out of the wheels and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. I guess, <laughs> I guess probably not initially. I guess you want to keep it vanilla. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd say first of all, yeah, you, you, you start off because... I want to avoid... Then come the flamethrowers. Well, I want to avoid the intentionally destructive (laughs) aspect just because I'd like someone to be able to buy in for a thousand bucks and get through at least a couple seasons on that money before they were like, well, somebody lit my golf cart on fire and now I can't (laughs) afford to play anymore. That's why I was thinking Mm -hmm. it'd be be good to have like an off-the-shelf chassis that all you do is the intelligence. Yeah. Well, so what I'm imagining... Or you can put your own sensors on it or something, but it also in miniature would be better because then it's something that isn't professional. Like... If they're the size of an electric scooter or like the size of a, like, a, what's the thing I'm thinking of? Um, like a Power Wheels. Like something that's oh, a little. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I, 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 want, I want Power Wheels only like 40 times as fast. Yeah. But with the same plastic wheels, so they have absolutely no grip. Yeah. <laughs> People have built those. Have they? Yeah. Oh. I'm going there to are videos of, of kids drifting their power wheels like all over the YouTube. As soon as oh we are God. done making this podcast, that is the first thing I'm doing is, <laughs> is going to YouTube and watching that. All right. Let's think about something totally different. Um, um, I, I had something to do with rockets in mind, but I can't think of a good way that you could make rockets into a form of entertainment. Um, See, what I was going to say is we, we have to start a little more grassroots when it comes to developing sports. Um, like sports weren't developed on a large scale for a mass audience. And so something like a thousand dollar starter fee to get involved is prohibitively expensive for a large majority of like the population. Fair. So unless it's going to be an elite thing, it needs to be more accessible and there needs to be more of a plan for getting it um, started at like, you know, a younger age or that anyone can do for a reasonable cost and then maybe scale that up as it gains in popularity. So then what's the thing you can do with, let's say like just a smartphone and maybe like a, a, a maybe like an extra 50 or like, th- like 75 well, do we Are we, consi- are we including something like, so at, at, um, at NI week, so national, we we work with closely with National Instruments, and one of the their big things is a is a conference called NI Week, and one of the things they had at NI Week last year was a competition to code a, Ooh, ce- yeah. a cellular automaton um, in in LabVIEW. So it, for those of you who don't know, a cellular automaton, you have a two by two like a sorry a two di- two dimensional grid. Um, 
that is like a, a, a play surface. It's a, it's a, like a chessboard, but it's huge. It's 1024 by 1024 or something like that. And you, each square can either be empty or occupied by one of the player's pieces. And then you program on every turn, each of the pieces can look around it. It can see what's in the eight squares around it and decide what to do. Or it can store some information or do a bunch of other stuff. Um, and then you create a whole series of rules uh, for how the pieces interact. And then you let them loose and see what they do. Um, so like the game of life was uh, not like the board game, but it's like, I think it's, I think it's called life. It was a cellular automaton that was really, really popular for a while in theory. Um, but what they did was they created a game out of it where they'd set up these rules where you, it took a certain amount of, of ticks, a certain number of turns to like create a new piece on an on adjacent square, or you could move in a certain direction, or you can attack in a certain direction. And then you basically let these automatons loose and had them fight each other. And you had a little like cellular automaton war. Um, and something like that you could do with essentially no cost. Like if you give people access to lab view, you or have whatever. a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's then you're sort of building an esport at that point mm -hmm. where the, I don't know where I was going with this beyond like that would have no cost. That's the, yeah. that's the, the bottom, bottom cost level. And mm -hmm. you could give that to like, it's, it's not hugely computationally expensive. So you could run it on like a cheap laptop. Yeah. I like the idea of doubling down on existing, technology that a lot of people have access to like laptops and cell phones so like there's that there's if you could do something that ties that kind of software development to ar or vr mm. um and then sort of like have very low cost i mean they have very low cost uh like samsung gear style heads headsets that you can put your phone in yeah like something like that where you then you can like depending on your budget you can get a, a nicer headset that doesn't really affect your performance you basically are at that point just creating software as well as you can to compete in something. I mean, they have competitions already for AI and for things like that. Um, they have competitions for, I think there was one recently that was doing um, AI security for IT where you have like two computers and they have to try to hack into each other, but they have um, AI based um, security measures that will try to counter the attacks from one another. Okay. But so I, I like the we're trying to get grassroots and low cost but we also have to on on the other side of, of the problem it needs to be interesting enough that somebody who isn't actively doing it would watch it yes yes um like because otherwise you're limited to again it's, it's a niche thing here's a question um is it possible to have a tech sport like we're discussing right now that is accessible to people that don't know much about tech robots programming AI, anything like that? Um, yeah. I mean, if you look at sports now, I mean, you guys play disc golf. You guys have taken me disc golfing, and mm. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but you explained the rules in a few minutes, and I had fun. So mm. is there a way to create a tech sport like that that you could just kind of bring a buddy in and let's hang out this afternoon playing this sport? I think maybe the answer is to double down on something like Lego, like something modular where you, you, you're like, okay, so the idea is that you take all of these different, like, parts you've got you got like 10 or 12 parts and you put them together into a combination that's going to be the most effective at this particular challenge and every time a new challenge comes up you're like okay you got to reconfigure all of my lego parts to build something that uh, that does this challenge and then like you can get more and more into it 
if you're like customizing the parts and stuff like that it's kind of well, like it's kind of, it's like magic like you can take an off the shelf you're gonna have to deck give and the play. full name magic the gathering it's Sorry, a card card game magic the gathering which not, is a not, card not game. everyone who listens to it's, our podcast is going to be as nerdy as us. no it's like magic <laughs> Um, it's like Magic the Gathering where like you can take an off-the-shelf pre-configured um, collection of cards and just play with someone and learn the rules or you can start customizing your own or you hmm. can start expanding it out a little bit. Like you can, you have a starter option basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, I wonder if you can make, like take that metaphor to a little more. So, okay, this is something that occurred to me while you were talking about this would be ideally if you could create, so one of the things that's great about sports like soccer is that it can exist at multiple different levels. You can have pro teams that are like really amazing soccer players and they televise it, but it can, it goes all the way down to like, you got kids kicking a ball around on the street or in a field. Could you, could we come up with something that is, you could have the big spectacle at a large scale, but it's still, there's like a scaled down version for like guy at home. I got it. Mm -hmm. Oh, Pete's looking really excited. I got it. Okay. (laughs) American Ninja Warrior. But for robots? Yeah. So it, like for on the small scale, you do what people do with that game, like for training in their backyard. You just have it like run around your street and jump over curbs and like like deke around car wheels and stuff like that. Like you set up a little a little range for it to run around and try to do stuff. Mm. But then if you build a bigger one, then you can start to do more complex stuff. You can have like a skate park style thing in your community where you can go and like run your little your little robot-y thing and have it try to do cool things and you do go for different times and you try to accomplish different feats. And then at the professional level, like they're building professional scale robots to go through professionals, like really complex obstacle courses like the DARPA things do. Yeah. But like with more speed and more accuracy and more better performance. And And you could have different (laughs) classes for that. Like that, that does kind of work back with our like robot NASCAR model where you have robot NASCAR, but you've also got like, robot uh golf cart racing and then you've also got just like rc car racing but with some intelligence or like that that you have the same the same brain on all of them like the same controller or the same intelligence capabilities like the same yeah Yeah. you you make it so that they're all functioning with the same uh core io capabilities Mm -hmm. like they got the same kinds of sensors just you got more of them on the nascar car but it's still like your rc car is still using a little lidar beacon and some sonar and but the nascar ones have like 14 sonars and lidar beacons or maybe like because abby was saying you have to have a really cheap option maybe at the lower end you have a hardware option and a simulation option where like hmm. you you can build your whole system and run through trials and obstacle courses and stuff like that in simulation, mm-hmm. and then if someone like one of your friends or your school or someone has the actual hardware, like once a week you can spend an afternoon and go out and test it on the real hardware. But most of your time is spent at home on your laptop just running simulations. That is that is a cool idea, especially with mm-hmm. the whole like because that's a big thing in actual engineering now. It's mm-hmm. on the on the horizon the whole digital twin and um, like high fidelity simulation replacing the need for hardware for a large amount of the uh, development, which would allow you to have an e- like an eSports kind of model um, and then scale it up to a physical model, which would be kind of would be really cool if your physical scaling from tiny like tiny RC car to NASCAR uh, scaled with the challenge. So like your tiny NASCAR runs on a scale NASCAR track 
and so you're playing out it's like stock car racing at that point yeah, yeah, or yeah. sorry um uh, slot car racing slot at that point racing, yeah. where mm-hmm. it's it, it looks like the big thing only writ small that's really cool neat i would do that i would watch yeah like this is this is at, at the that, fundamental that, that's level that's the american ninja warrior thing like i watch people do fuck uh, do crazy weird things <laughs> nice catch <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no and, and i and i would totally watch like a robot doing the same sort of thing so like there's the catches it has to be there has to be a level of performance and that was the problem circling back around to the beginning with the the robot battle that we were, we we're going to put in the show notes is that the the speed the pace and the performance was i mean for us as robotics people a little bit lackluster i think mm-hmm. even for laymen they'd be like whoa it's a big robot with a chainsaw and then after five minutes they'd be like um is this it like, yeah i think i yeah. think so i think basically Based on where we are with mobile robotics right now, this the first step is something along the lines of like robot NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, and then the next yeah. step is you go like robot like Baja or something like off-roading. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, robot rock crawling would be awesome. I would totally I mean, that watch is that. Really, that is literally an obstacle course. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, but like, I like rock crawling and seeing like it trying to get up like a cliff with like a jeep would be really yeah. cool too. But then again, um, like the 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 equivalent of like uh dirt bike courses but like the sort of stuff they do with uh like skier cross and snowboard cross and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that's always a lot more exciting because there's like jumps and weird turns and like like once you get to the point where there's like interesting obstacles actually i would totally watch like robot downhill ski like alpine (laughs) competition (laughs) that would be cool too and actually far more within the realm of current robotics yeah all right if you're out there with like, if you're roboticist out there and Victor. you want to make like, yeah, make us a robot skier. It's totally doable. <laughs> um, I think yeah. that's about where we should end. Yeah, I th- I, th- I like that. I think that'll be cool, and I hope mm-hmm. that it's on the horizon. Like that would that would make NASCAR interesting for me if it, there were no people in the cars. Mm-hmm. So I would totally watch that. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's no one in the cars, they can increase the speed. They can. Yeah, yeah. Get, real go get fast. Get more dangerous. Yeah. We could have way more like ex- go fast, crazy fast. crashes yeah. without having to feel bad. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I uh, we haven't had a fun fact in forever, and I'm I have one that I really want to tell everybody. Um, so we're gonna have a fun fact of the week just because I want to bring it back. I'm not bringing back the jingle. Uh, it's okay. It's, it, always, it, it always annoyed me. It's it's still good without it. Um, so my fun fact for this week is that uh, apparently. Swedish people don't like the Swedish chef, but not like specifically because it's like making fun of them, but because they think he sounds Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the like the sing song kind of voice that they gave the Swedish chef sounds more <laughs> like Norwegian to Swedish people. So uh, and they find that annoying. Uh, this I learned on the Internet. So I wonder hopefully they find it less annoying if he sounded Swedish. I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe I, I get like, it. Like, if there was, like, a Canadian chef who sounded like an American, it would be like, annoying sounded, sounded like Texan, and you'd yeah. be like, no, that's not even remotely Canadian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Fun that's fact. Um, yeah. So, uh, we would genuinely be interested to know if you would support us on Patreon, because, as we said, an empty Patreon is worse than no Patreon at all. Um <laughs> And if we don't hear anything back, we'll continue to make podcasts whenever we get around to it. Yeah. And hopefully you'll enjoy it. Thank you.